listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. We like the breeze flow straight out of our lids. Them, they got moved by these hard rock Brooklyn kids. Us flow a rush, this DJ's booming classics. You dig the group, you dig the crew, the fattest hip hop records. We touch the kinks and sinks it to the sounds. She frequents three fatter, fatter joints called undergrounds. Our funk zooms, you hit the Mary Jane. They flock to the booms, man, Boogie had to change. Who freaks the clips with madam out percussion? Where are the kinky hairs go unthought of dimensions? Why is it so fly? Cause hip hop kept some drama. The wind butterfly rocked his like blue suede pumas. <laughs> what was some niggas talking about i don't know uh when uh, but uh, <laughs> what by the cut we push off the corner how was the buzz entire hip-hop era was fresh and fat since they started outie because funks made fat for right <laughs> be between my hoodie hey welcome to the black out test podcast uh with those rod and karen i don't know what's happening here i can't think uh in my mind i just went to a whole different, different place where i was wondering who had more unintelligible rhymes that oh, sounded dope was it was it no nah, i'm saying i got two people in mind was it diggable planets or camp low like if they had a competition <sighs> that's a good one because they had fire ass songs i don't know what any of them mean but i but i do be like that's my shit because i'm slick like that i'm slick like that but oh, then yes <laughs> we out we out right i'm cool bum, like that bum, bum, bum. <laughs> but when you ask me to, to say the lyrics i'll be like i don't know the words mm-mm, mm-mm. and camp low has got to be if they not one they won a because they stay with the like <laughs> I, you know i'll give it to camp low they have better weirder voices because they be like the geechee suede <laughs> sipping on sarsaparilla in vanilla <laughs> like what, what is happening right now <laughs> oh sorry guys i cracked me up welcome to the black culture <laughs> podcast you can find us on itunes and stitcher leave five star reviews on itunes and stitcher and we will um read it on the air as long as it's nice the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and oh man it's been so long since i did this i didn't even have a song queued up hold up hold up hold up so we are sponsored today um man how's how's it that i didn't have a song queued up uh by adam and eve it's been a while since adam and eve sponsored us you know we gotta get a little sexy for everybody girls trip remix that's what i'm talking about (laughs) adam and eve is determined to help you spice things up in the bedroom maybe one of your new year's resolutions is to spice it up at home okay maybe you got some unseasoned bedroom stuff going on back there well it's time to add some pumpkin spice to your life all over the place okay uh and they're gonna back up that promise just like you'll be backing it up check this out go to adamandeve.com and you'll get 50 percent off of almost any item when you enter code tbgwt at checkout that is a great deal okay that would be enough i think to convince most of you to go to adamandeve.com but also they're gonna give you the big o kit the big o kit uh comes with exclusive climax gel and a mini vibrator so now you got a new way to get off and what person wouldn't love that you'll also get an entire order sent to you for free no shipping and handling dog straight up free put in tbgwt half off get that big o kit pick you out a, a movie uh lingerie pick you out uh condoms you know whatever you need to okay 
a lot of babies born in september october and stuff because of what y'all get up to right now so look go <laughs> be safe out there is what i'm saying get half off uh and you get the big old kit with the climax gel and the mini vibrator you won't find that deal anywhere else adamandeve.com code tbg wt all right uh let's get started guys okay a lot of stuff going on a lot of stuff going on in the world today all right um let's see where should we start oh i know we should start surrounding uh all the lgbtq spaces out here in the world okay this segment for those i guess in the new year i never introduced a segment but it's the lgbtq news segment uh where we talk about all the people that are out there dealing with bullshit okay mm-hmm. try to keep it happy but it's not always happy news guys no, it's not. we go where the new news takes us uh all right so coolio allegedly uh disinvited a trans porn star uh from a concert um the main thing i will point out from this is the way that this article was reported on twitter made it seem as if coolio discovered that someone was trans that he was going to have sex with or in some sort of sexual situation and then said i do not want to have sex with you will you please leave which i think most people would find that not to be necessarily unreasonable right like correct you know there's no violence taken there there's mm-hmm. no slurs there's no yeah you're just keeping it real no one has to uh you, you no one's under an obligation to sleep with anyone they don't want to it really doesn't right. matter if you're cishead or not right right okay but that is not what happened okay what so happened? the title of the article presented it this way and so you see a lot of people on social media up in arms like wow y'all judging people just for saying they don't want to sleep with somebody like we've gone too far and there was a lot of men that were mm. pretending that mm, somehow yeah. straight men cishet men are under attack because uh coolio mm. got mm. called out no, well that's, that's not yeah here's what happened in the article um 
according to the transgender star so like not according to coolio's version of events which we'll get to at the end okay uh lena kelly told page six thursday that during the week of march 19th so this is kind of some old shit uh just came up last week uh okay not sure what made it come back up but um i think he may have been on a, in, in an interview or something and brought this i don't i don't can't remember what brought this back up okay. anyway uh she said she met the rapper at a swingers club and house where she was living in las vegas coolio invited her to join him and his friends at a naughty by nature concert at the luxury hotel naughty by nature still performing it's a lot of people out here doing tours and still making that money it's a lot of people that you know not trying funny we like it ain't a big thing they making their money over here and some of them actually making more money overseas than they are here in the states well this is las vegas um and she said she was excited about the invitation i was like this is really cool i remember coolio from when i was a kid i wasn't even fucking him or anything that wasn't on my mind uh when the group arrived at the luxor casino kelly told coolio 54 that she was transgender and that's when his attitude changed and he wanted her to leave he, she claimed uh he literally without even saying a word went over to his boys had a little huddle and one of his boys came back to me and goes coolio is not trying to have that image so you got to go i don't want things to turn physical kelly who told us she's in the mid-20s recalled coolio's friend warning her kelly claims she has no interest in coolio sexually sexually and only wanted to enjoy the concert i was upset i was crying he didn't even give me a cab home uh kelly told us noting that she had only been living in las vegas for five months and employee of kelly swinger club uh corroborated her account so um once again the the corroboration here lends me to be like oh okay all right so and and also i don't find what ha- to, what happened to be so um out of the ordinary like i bet you a lot of men think that way correct my only point here is it's just a concert you invited her what did you think was gonna happen from just you're attending a concert with us that's it why like what yep. about her being transgender was like we can't you can't even be seen with me that felt that feels weird you know what i mean and that's and and that's where the problem comes in and like you said it's different if it was something sexual and he was like you know what nah i don't you know this is not my thing and everybody goes okay and split nothing physical nothing violent anything like that because everybody don't want to be intimate with everybody regardless of your sexuality and but it's one of the things where you don't even want to be seen that speaks more on you you're in a public place right it's not like there's there's nothing intimate that's going to be happening because you're out in a public place right and so it's funny because i saw people that were kind of being like well you can't make me hang out see this pc culture and stuff you can't make me hang out with somebody i'm like okay but i can judge you yes i can for the fact that the only thing you knew about this woman that changed in your mind was she's trans so therefore she's not even allowed to be around you um keep in mind that um that like if this would let's take it to race if this would have been uh i don't know christian bell was hanging out no i have a perfect example paris hilton was at a club one time and mm-hmm. she didn't know that vin diesel was half black because he's he's half he's he's uh multi, multi-racial but he's pat he kind of passes as like italian and stuff and he plays different roles and stuff but right. he's half black correct she found out he was half black and suddenly she didn't want him in her, her vip section she didn't want to try to make out with him or anything because she doesn't want to be seen with a black guy now how many of those same black men that were it's team coolio y'all can't make me pc culture would be 
indignant about the idea that paris hilton would dare say i don't want this black man around me because i found out he's black i didn't know he got in my section somehow without me knowing he was half black i don't give a fuck if it's vin diesel it was before vin diesel was, was super famous anyway correct he he gotta go you know like it's that type of thing where you're like oh well you're a racist but if i right. were to say that this is sort of transphobic to send somebody home because you find then all of a sudden it's a clapback it's a pushback it's a why are we doing this to each other why are you being divisive but i find that interesting because people skipped over the that entire version of events now in all fairness coolio's manage, manager denied the incident he said that never happened and coolio knows a lot of porn stars and spoken out numerous times that he has no problem with the lgbt community and has friends and family just lgbt his manager told us sadly this person has come forward nine months later from this alleged incident to demean his character i like i said i i would love to hear what coolio's version of events are then you know to say that it didn't you know it didn't even happen like if people <laughs> it's, it's some interaction that that occurred because right. the thing is you, you he invited her right right so you invited her which means she was under the assumption that she's gonna come hang with y'all like she said nothing sexual was the furthest thing from her mind i'm just gonna come kick it hang and go home and the thing is for the fact that you like you um you um for the fact that you're like okay i no longer want you here and then you had a nurse not to pay for the cost to send her back home right she I'm, came there at your expense she needs to leave at your expense right so i i don't know man i just find it kind of interesting that people ran with a, a certain way of look, viewing this where it was like oh y'all here y'all go trying to make everybody do and i'm like I, it didn't really seem that serious to me but and obviously it's not that serious in the scheme of life this was nine months ago nothing's happened to him nothing's happened to her but it's almost like i can't even say my experience if i'm a trans person and be like well this thing was kind of fucked up it was rude and then people had to go well what the fuck you want like i i mean it wasn't a, it shouldn't have had to, it didn't have to be a big deal i'll put it that way like i can't imagine us being that like for example we do negrocon i can't imagine us being at negrocon and being like oh we taking pictures with fans oh you're trans oh i'm sorry no no you have to go actually and i don't want things to get physical what does that mean so like what like people would people be would be rightfully up in arms and be like yo y'all are fucked up for that i would be mad at us too right so i it's is to see people frame it as just this kind of like awkward interaction or this it was about to get sexual thing it's, it was it was kind of whack um and, pe- and people just make that assumption because it goes back to uh people make an assumption that people that are lgbtq just want to have sex with any and everybody and that's not so they have the same sexual desires and wants and aspirations as everybody else they don't want to fuck everybody either and just because they're around you don't mean that they are sexually attracted to you right i think that's one of the things that a lot of people have to uh it's a hurdle that many people have to get over it's like right uh sexualizing trans people because like i'm thinking of your genitals i'm thinking of your of your sexual preference i'm thinking of all this shit that has nothing to do with me mm-hmm. that i that i don't think about if you know if just my friend joe comes over i'm not even thinking of that shit if i'm assuming he says hat even if somebody's gay you know a lot of dudes will hop to oh well this this gay dude's gonna want to fuck me it's like mm-hmm. you because you in your mind you can't possibly just imagine that person being a human being the same way that your straight friend is a human being and you never really worry about that never you know but 
anyway i just thought it was horrible how people were misrepresenting what happened or at least presenting one side of it or assuming a lot of shit a lot of people do that now where they don't read the article they just assume a version of events that will make that will jive with their personal politics and then they'll stop there like well clearly you know if he don't want to fuck you she was up in his rooms like that's not what was reported so where, where are you getting this information from or do you just feel comfortable being like i have to find a way to be like this transgender person was forcing themselves in the coolie and y'all can't make me sleep with a trans because that's so many men's biggest fear as opposed to actually what happened which is sending somebody home from a public space that you invited them to because you found out they were trans that's kind of fucked up anyway nearly one-third of trump's judicial nominees oppose lgbt rights according to a new report by lgbt legal advocacy group lambda legal nearly one-third of donald trump's judicial nominees are overtly hostile towards lgbt rights and if confirmed could curb workplace protections healthcare access equal protections in public spaces voting rights and several other protections for lgbt people for generations to come uh-huh and and like i said we talked about this before that's why people was like hooray we crossed the finish line because we got uh gay right marriage and marriage equality marriage yeah. equality yeah and they was like fuck the other shit and you're like y'all know we ain't arrived well put like this other marginalized people in the group that were not you know gay or lesbian particularly white was like right. hey uh we gotta keep fighting we ain't we ain't arrived yet and I think that this is a an awakening for a lot of people to realize that you never arrived. Anybody in the marginalized group, it's a fight that for most people, uh, if you care, you're going to be fighting for the rest of your life. For, for the average person. I don't think it will ever be a point in the world that, they, that there will not be marginalized people getting the short end of the stick in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And just like racism continually transforms uh homophobia will continually transform you know sexism will continually transform you know it will still be there it will be in a different form it won't be blatant it won't be out front you know won't nobody be screaming in your face but what they will do is pass laws so they can fire you but what they will do is pass laws so they can say they can't serve you and not be charged with a crime for not serving you what they will do is take away your power so when it's time to vote on things that affect you you won't have a voice in in these matters and like those are the strategic things because what i realized particularly about white people period but but particularly white white people in the country the group quote-unquote might be getting smaller for population wise but they know that it is power uh in the laws and so no we might not can hang you from a tree or we might not can you know call your name to your face but what we can do is slowly pass laws that will affect you a lot of times in even a, a worse manner than me just yelling and screaming at you um and the thing is these a lot of laws and stuff they pass are slow like like it's a slow moving boat and a lot of times people don't realize how big and how massive the shit they're doing until shit is implemented and everybody goes oh my god and you're like well you know they've been doing this for a whole for forever and we've been trying to fight it and motherfuckers you're in the same boat as me because you're in a marginalized group just like me but when i bring shit up you want to talk about everything else but what's at hand yeah the other part is is this was on the ballot last november yes you know this is one that one of those things i 
it was on the ballot everybody knew that this could happen everybody knew these these rights could be eroded we're talking fresh rights we're talking about people that haven't even had legal protections in eight years under obama you're talking rights being passed by the federal government and then local states fighting them tooth and nail in court for the ability to discriminate we had it happen here in north carolina like it was to see people be so callous to be so flippant to be so both are the same to be so um well he's not gonna really do this and hey if caitlin jenner is his friend then how can you say that he's blah 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 to see that there's people that are lgbtq that like vote and support republican policies like to see that shit and then watch in real time as the landscape of law is changing a third of his nominees they're already unqualified right so what qualifications do you think he's looking at bigoted ones you know this is a man that didn't want a a mexican judge to rule over a case that it like it's because he was mexican like it's just is uh oh have mexican descent he wasn't even mexican like it's just that kind of shit that is really um it's really disheartening i feel like a lot of people that a lot of people are gonna have to turn around and really consider what they've done to this country in the name of their own individual like goals or whatever and i want to see if they think it's worth it afterwards because like i said it's been real all quiet on as these as these things get all quiet pushed back like the people that were you know so gung-ho about loud. i it's just they've been a lot more there's been a lot of quiet 2017 2018 i think there's gonna be a lot more quiet as people just kind of watch folk, folks struggle because like you said it's a slow moving ship this is gonna be what's gonna happen is it's gonna be when people get laid off or get fired for being gay and they sue and then they go uh that's not legal protection and we gotta go to court okay let's go to court well guess who's guess who's ruling in the court right like it's that kind of shit so um right and like like that that, those are the things that i i look at and and something that 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 kills me is for a lot of people that are quote-unquote supposed to be allies of lgbtq groups um in general kill me when they go this is an america the fuck it ain't where have you been to 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 say that like i don't know why that statement bothers me a lot like Mm -hmm. that statement kills me this is the same shit they did with slavery people act like well they just they just all of a sudden slavery was just woo and y'all got y'all rights no motherfucker they fought we had a goddamn civil war over it after civil war they passed laws it was like okay y'all got rights but it's it's equal it's separate but equal and then turn around and be like okay we can't do that but you know what we can do is uh lock you up and put you in jail and call it slavery because we passed laws that said that you got a right to be free except unless we arrest you and put you in jail you know and shit like that and then we go okay uh y'all out here voting and shit Mm-mm, can't have that so what we gonna do we gonna gerrymander what we gonna do we gonna suppress rights what we gonna do we gonna require shit that costs money that we know that most of you that don't have because of decades and decades and decades of you not getting your 40 acres and a mule or decades of us stripping you of your rights to money and wealth 
do the do do housing acts and all that other bullshit you know what i'm saying yes this is your country yes this is america and don't act shocked and surprised and it kills me because it's the same tactics that they're using for lgbtq and, and you are goddamn fool if you don't think the same tactics are being used maybe that's just me and me just knowing my history and i don't know everything that i should know but i do know enough to know that history is repeating itself yeah the fight is never over when you end the fight like it's i see a lot of people opting out of shit because they just ain't dealing with it and they think it won't happen to them but that lack of empathy and that lack of vigilance i think is setting everybody up for a fail because when it happens to uh, to groups that people aren't part of and some people are part of multiple groups but every time it happens to where someone opts out like i don't have to care about this no more this this is the shit that that comes up you know right um, because it's one of the things and, th- and this is why i i fight uh for people's rights even in groups that i am not a part of and even in groups that i don't understand because the things about rights they take your rights away believe you me my rights are coming too they're gonna strip something away that i care about that i love you know and yeah, that's that's one way to approach it but i'm not, it's not even about to me like because i'm gonna be next it, it's literally just like some shit is just wrong correct like honestly even if i felt like i'm straight even if i felt like i'm good like nothing's gonna happen to me i is it's unconscionable to see this stuff and not even say anything you know but that's where a lot of people are with it where it's like well i don't want to <laughs> like i don't want to see this side of something because it makes me uncomfortable or because i may be part of the offending group or whatever like so they opt to say nothing or they do like i said a lot of people set people up for failure like we should not continue the progress that was made socially to some extent in the last eight years like people don't want to keep pushing that ball up the hill americans have fatigue syndrome americans are not uh we're pretty much lazy when it comes to this stuff intellectually and whatnot yes we are so we'll never have sweeping progress it's one of the reasons anyway i'm not gonna get into all that just the the point being uh this dude is selecting the people who will be justices and these are lifetime appointments right and 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 then also one of those things uh where you're talking about sweeping yes overall america is lazy but overall it's white people that are lazy because white people are the ones that could they got divorced and got the power to make the fucking changes no i disagree um i do think one a lot of people are lazy it ain't just white Correct. people two the white people aren't lazy they are picking the other side of these things that's that's the that's what gets lost in this they're not being tricked they're not there are people who are who have privilege who pick the other side of these issues and when we're specifically talking about lgbtq issues a lot of cishet people just kind of opt out it's like i don't have nothing like this ain't i don't have to be the one to fight this battle and i don't feel that it will affect me so therefore isn't is it i i'm going to go to the poll and i am going to actively vote against you you know what i mean like it's, it's how you can go to a church that's supposed to be so open-minded and black people have experienced oppression our entire lives and most black churches will tell you they hate gay people basically you know what i mean like they pick that they go to the poll and vote for that they don't accidentally find themselves in there or they're not lazy they're, they're they get their ass up out of the out of the seat on tuesday go stand in line to go ching i'm pulling the lever i don't want your gay ass doing blank blank and blank you know what i'm saying that that's true but i i do still think a percentage it might be a small percentage it's just lazy they don't want to fight they don't want to put in the work they don't want to put in the effort that it takes 
for certain things to change like if they lazy or maybe i'm not understanding no i just i i may be that much cynical more cynical than you but i don't think it's about laziness i think people don't care agreed laziness laziness to me laziness to me is i care and i won't do this because i'm i'm tired or i don't feel like it right lazy that's laziness to me it's that people have overestimated the amount of progressive quote-unquote people that are in america right it is not half and half Mm -mm. it's not even close and there's a small percentage of people trying to will certain movements and cut in this country towards shit and that's the point of it like i i still think at some point someone will seriously sit down and analyze the obama years without the lens of you know love or hate or whatever and just sit down and be like wait the country was not this progressive place it was one man and his administration against the whole fucking country of people that was like uh you're moving kind of fast you know it's like how the entitlement and the bubbles we live in allow us to say stuff like oh we want trans inclusion yeah in our bubble in our place in the country they don't want that and uh we you know it's a country where the power of one man's charisma allowed the country to barely go blue barely not even get a supermajority right couldn't pass anything had blue dog democrats which are basically republicans who happen to be run under the label of democrat for political reasons but they are republicans they're pro-gun they're anti-choice right and yet the whole country blamed that one man and his administration for the lack of progress for the lack of people that came out to the poll this this for the lack of for the fact that people willfully want other things and then six years of his administration was literally the country being red going we don't like this nigger do not pass anything no matter what he wants and yet i still see people going well if he would have pushed healthcare better there was no better there There is no no better. better that was it that was it and that's the same thing lgbtq rights had to be um reprimands from his administration these like he had to sign decrees to be like hey it, in the jobs i can control the federal government you will no longer be able to discriminate against lgbtq people well guess what that is fucking easy to undo yes it is now the next president comes in and goes i don't agree with that take it out that's what we're seeing you know the next president gets to appoint judges justices uh supreme court justice he couldn't even get his supreme court justice nominee passed because we had unprecedented pushback that violated every 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 civil discourse that has ever happened within our political framework was violated because this black person sullied this office in most people's opinion that is not laziness you know i won't term it as that that is people either a not caring or will willfully going and voting the other way you know i think laziness would be nice at this point i love some lazy love me i would love a lazy ass bigot i would love if more people was like you know what man i ain't even going to vote but people are activated in a way that is fucked up and it's not just white people it's not it's just whatever privileged group you're in that's how people act you know at least that's the way i see the world so i like i said i may come off a little more pessimistic than than not but i really prove i need somebody to prove me wrong because what the fuck what like we saw the rallies that this dude had for donald trump that 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 was not that was not a bunch of lazy people those people no. got out and voted they were activated no. and- the same way a lot of black people were activated when obama was touring 
in 2007 you know when he was running and in 2012 and stuff like people show up they pack out events those people count yeah 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 they do and and like i said i i'm, I'm when I, and and when i use the form of laziness i'm more talking about the democratic side Mm. Um, when I say lazy, I'm not talking about like white people. I said white people, but I, yeah, but, I, but I meant white so people on the Democratic side. They, I, I, I hear you. Okay. I hear, I, I absolutely hear you. I guess what I'll, I'll just, before you even get into it, I'm just going to say, I believe those people don't care. I believe it's a little bit of both. Yeah. I like, I think if you, I think when the feet meet the fire, if your ass ain't standing, then you don't care and it's and it's not and we can call it lazy we can call it whatever form you want but if your ass talked all this gang gang and now you ain't saying shit and it's been a year i'm just watch people fade into obscurity people that made their whole ass career off of this mm-hmm. gone you know people that claim it like they just they just they don't have nothing to say about it no more nothing no, like nothing i'm watching that and i'm like okay that wasn't lazy you didn't care and you thought that this shit was gonna go one way and when you got shocked that it didn't suddenly you had a lot less to say because you're watching people that you claim to be allied with suffer real life consequences and like i said it eventually gonna happen to a lot of people that's marginalized but there's a lot of people that it won't happen to and that's because they didn't care correct it's like either way i'm gonna be okay you know yeah and i think that was some people's thing from the beginning i'm gonna be okay either way so that's why you had a lot of people talking about don't vote yeah a lot of people talking about you know uh i'm not gonna vote for her or whatever 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 thing they were standing on especially a lot of people that lived in really liberal spaces where they feel almost kind of protected and insulated from this shit you know because if you live in california or a major metropolitan hub or something i mean you live in a place where they gonna it's a sanctuary city we're gonna make sure we're gonna take care well in our city we're not gonna do that but then you fuck the rest of the country it's like fuck y'all basically like i'm out like cool good for you dog i hope i i would love to see how much more you're talking because nobody want to hear that yin yang now you know what i mean and like i said i wouldn't call it lazy but i understand the terminology i just i think i wanted to get to the core of our um i guess disagreement or whatever Mm -hmm. i wanted to get to the core of that and be like i ain't giving them a pass on lazy lazy is nice lazy is y'all niggas just don't care y'all care about you and fuck everybody else basically agreed and until your actions show different it's fuck you what what else am i supposed to say um anyway um a transgender woman's murder in trinidad and tobago uh tobago i believe it's pronounced mm-hmm. highlights the ostracism faced by the lgbtq community on the night of december 5th 2017 a transgender woman was murdered at a park in port of spain trinidad a country where the legal framework does not include any component through which a person can change his or her sexual identity the victim's legal name was registered as keon patterson but she was better known by monica sasha fierce inspired of course by beyonce's stage name uh though uh through which she was a staunch advocate of the local transgender community and an hiv spokesperson fierce was featured in a friends for life tt video uploaded uh to youtube in august 2017 which explored what it's like to be a transgender person in trinidad tobago uh reports suggest that fierce uh was shot and killed by two men who police have since called in for questioning while trinidad and tobago why don't keep saying tobago is used to uh used to violent crime fierce's murder has raised the issue of the way in which lesbian gay bisexual transgender and queer uh people are treated in the caribbean society 
societies the twin island republic was not always uh shown tolerance for gender fluidity as is the case with other island nations such as jamaica which has routinely demonstrated a lack of understanding about the lgbtq community uh users of social media networks were vocal in their criticism of laura quantrell thomas oh i mean in their criticism period laura quantrell thomas lamented this wonderful human being who cares so much for others died for no reason other than perhaps being different trinidad has reached a new low comments on her public thread range from calling the country third world uh in attitude to criticizing the government for not putting laws in place to protect our citizens saying it's truly heartbreaking and unfortunate that members of the lgbt community cannot be themselves uh sodomy is still listed in trinidad and tobago uh as a criminal offense uh but that has not translated into any pending cases for consensual homosexual sex well that's good i guess but yeah it's still on the books but at least they're not prosecuting it correct the law is therefore only one aspect of the issue deeply embedded in in societal uh, attitudes tend to have a greater impact on the daily lives of lgbtq people in the caribbean space such attitudes are often influenced by conservative religious pronouncements on sexual and gender minorities the bias has filtered into the mainstream media reporting in uh, social media comments on the murder which the coalition advocated for inclusion of sexual orientation said has added to the violence um yeah and it goes on but um yep another trans woman of color murdered uh this is uh december 2017 so um let's see what else happened oh dave Chappelle came out with his new say new uh stand up i watched it um i think karen was asleep i watched it on uh, sleeping good watched it on uh new year's eve and eve uh just kind of wanted to see uh if it was going to be good or whatever i enjoyed the last one or two that he put out um but as always um it, it still has some issues i remember being like damn this nigga is really stuck like he trying to find a way to make transphobia funny uh he's determined to do it and in the first special i, I want to say maybe it was five minutes ten minutes total of that type of material of an hour and some change uh stand up which is like i guess you know it's just one or two jokes and you kind of go past it like that that was silly kind of immature and then you move on um but then in his newest special he really does like uh it's like he it's almost like when you tell a comedian like man this shit ain't really funny and it's kind of fucked up and they internalize it and instead of being like well maybe i should just drop that it's i'm gonna make i'm gonna be the guy who cracks the nut to make it funny Mm. and that's how it felt like i want to say without exaggeration and 20 25 minutes that's a very long time yeah because it was you know this is his act that he's been doing since his special came out and he's toured which means he's gotten feedback he's been out in the public and i was a little curious to see how he would come back after being out in the public because i think him being kind of a social recluse enabled him to like end the Chappelle show which i've always said ended right at the perfect time before Mm -hmm. social media came into play like he it ended before there was think pieces and outrage and And, and clap back and cancel and all this shit it kind of ended right there and the same thing about the boondocks people could say what yeah they want boondocks to, too. but the, but the boom people love the boondocks but the boondocks came out today like fresh today mm-mm, you wouldn't you would, it wouldn't be the same yeah so um he did his new special and like i said i like i'm not exaggerating 20 25 minutes i think at least um 
and then like in the second special which i thought was was better but um that one had a lot of like it talked about me too a lot and you could tell he was still kind of formulating his thoughts and all over the place but i think he's better in that kind of setting anyway um anyway so he um (laughs) said a lot of shit that in i think in print doesn't do it justice because you don't have an audience you don't have his cadence you don't have the fact that he's on stage with a mic trying to make people laugh and i think when you put things in print from stand-up it almost always looks really damning correct um but i will say this there were certain parts of the stand-up special that's not him trying to be funny so not everything he said was a joke right so there's shit that he's talking about quite seriously with transgender people where it's like oh okay that's just that's just kind of fucked up like you just don't want to understand you want everyone to understand you you don't want to extend that to other people and he did this thing twice he did it the last special in this one where he sort of made it where um in his mind being trans is like a privilege just some shit that white men want to do and it's so it's so obvious that you know the first time he said it you might could be like well he done maybe all he knows of that trans of trans people's lives is caitlin jenner and the tv show transparent and in his mind he hasn't fully even explored that he doesn't even understand that so many people are dying out here uh especially trans women of color and stuff like you know but then when he doubled down on it this time it's like oh no he's heard he just don't care he's determined to be like the only people that are really oppressed is black men and everybody else's uh you know everybody else's is just coming in second so i get to do and say whatever i want because i'm a black man and i'm re- i'm the real one that's oppressing you're not mm-hmm. and you have to deal with that criticism because it, it shall and will come your way right so um but but yeah he um also brought up uh anthony rapp who's the actor that accused kevin spacey of sexual misconduct when he was 14 mm-hmm. um and he brought up he basically hit the like what was he even doing at that party and he grew up gay anyway so it's not that bad you know mm. shit like that uh uh, uh it's like i said it's, it's just kind of um um you know and, and like i said and, and there's moments where like i think he was playing that for jokes you know people are writing about it like he was saying that part seriously to me those were the jokes but then he seriously was like but in all seriousness like i think he, all jokes aside kevin spacey shouldn't have done that shit to that kid he was 14 year old carrying a grown man's secret for 30 years um but then he said um the saddest part is if he had been able to carry that secret for another six months i would have got to uh i would get to know how house of car ends so like he still had his jokes man like i like that's that's like the way that it's kind of been presented is like this shit wasn't funny so just turn it off it's not worth it i understand people that feel that way because especially that first special it's hard to make it through if you really are like well damn dave like let this shit go like it's clearly you're not gonna be the one to make this shit funny for everybody and and at that point i think he's such a great comedian his delivery is so good like he even makes a point about how like he's too good at comedy he can tell you the punchline and still make you laugh and shit like that and i'm like that's true like he's probably in my opinion the greatest stand-up i've ever seen where it's just like that dude i mean i've seen him probably two or three times in real life and every time he, it's like he sat down smoked a cigarette started talking to the audience and everything that nigga said was funny mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy he has a couple bits on here that get really serious and dark 
and they're long they're like 10 minutes and shit and they and they still work because he's dave Chappelle. and i think people are confusing the idea of being like yeah dave kind of fuck i wish he had let that shit go it's kind of whack mm-hmm. he shouldn't have doubled down with oh so you canceling him you think he's not funny mm-hmm. you no one gets canceled the nigga already got mad money from doing these specials he still had some poignant bits he still had some funny bits some of the shit just wasn't good to me you know and i don't think there's i think there's a a, a way to talk about it without having to turn it into world war three um uh, and i especially you know i think black men specifically get a a boost from dave Chappelle because he'll say shit like he 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 soothes the ego like black men y'all the most we the most this that and the other we had the most oppression our shit is the worst you know dave Chappelle understands the nuances of putting black men in dresses in hollywood and that's that him talking about that has sparked millions of youtube videos and people black men say this shit in like pop regular like conversation now and it all started really from him being like they put us in they was gonna put me in a dress on the set of this movie he did with martin right and people can understand like how you if if some if you can't think of a way to write a joke to make a black person funny putting him in a dress isn't really writing a joke unless the joke is on black masculinity itself right he can understand that and articulate it so reasonably so much eloquence and yet when it comes to trans shit it's just like oh a nigga oh a woman with a dick ha ha and that's the whole joke it's not an extra level to the joke um and so it's it's a joke that i feel like anybody can make so i feel like it's kind of beneath the at least my expectations of him because there's other moments where you're like god damn that was masterful nobody would have thought of that but dave Chappelle. and then when he does those trans jokes i'm like anyone could think of that shit right because of the thing about uh dave Chappelle, and you kind of touched on it he left at the right time he left before you know twitter and facebook and youtube and the internet is what the internet is now right and the thing is he left and it was a separation like he wasn't in the public spotlight or anything and you know the thing is you can also lose touch mm-hmm with how the world is going and where the world is going and stuff like that and it's one of those things where he knew these things was happening and he wanted to make them funny not that he can't make a trans joke funny but you have to craft it in such a particular way and even then for the fact that you're talking about trans people and any form of a joke is going to make a percentage of people mad no matter what that's why a lot of comedians just stay the hell away from it because they say i don't want those problems but he wanted to attack it cool well then guess what you're gonna get this criticism and you're gonna have to deal with the criticism and you're also gonna have to deal with uh, a percentage of people that's going i will not listen to dave Chappelle again i won't support him again like that also comes along with the two people being mad and people being upset about what you say and they have the right to be mad and upset and they don't want to hear uh fanboys come and defend him just because he's a black man yeah i made a point on my social on facebook that was like honestly after watching them specials everybody can take the post they made from a year ago when he had his other special and just re-up it because i haven't seen anyone change their mind i haven't seen anybody like come around and more importantly i didn't see any evolution in his stand-up either like it's basically just exactly what he said a year ago except longer 
and uh more like i'm the real victim here you know which i mean it's kind of a, a lot of people's comedic voice but it just doesn't work for everything you know and what i find interesting is that the same people that i watch be upset by bill maher's house nigga joke the same people that i watch say fuck louis ck anyway i never liked him ever since he made that nigga joke the same people that i that i know don't fuck with sarah silverman to this day because she had a joke about saying nigger um those same people are like pc mafia coming to get dave Chappelle. so y'all hate when this happens like those same people like it's just so wild to me to watch that like <laughs> it's just so wild to me and i i think people most people's morality extends to do i like this person or not right and it doesn't extend any further than that because i'm like you uh we've seen dave Chappelle several times i think he's a bright and brilliant mind i think he's very funny but the thing is even your fave can fuck up and i think for a lot of people for the first time they realizing that they faves is out here fucking up and people don't know how to handle it if it's somebody you don't give a fuck about you don't follow you don't care or somebody that that's just outside of your uh purview you don't give a fuck but when it's somebody that you care about or somebody that you have a connection with or somebody that you supported for so long instead of like yeah they're out here fucking up it's all good you know you want to fight and defend and it's gonna be one of those things where dave Chappelle is gonna be similar to crochet michelle anytime you bring his name up you're gonna hear some people go fuck that nigga and you're gonna have to deal with it and that's that and that's the thing that they don't want to deal with same thing with bill cosby anytime you bring up bill cosby people gonna say he's a rapist you know r kelly he's a rapist you know a child molester you're gonna hear these things and People don't want to deal with the fact that your fave or the person you love or the person you sat on the pedestal or the person you looked up to all of a sudden is doing these things that are not uh, uh, pristine in, 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 in the uh, population. But it's one of those things where that's something that you personally have to deal with. The rest of the world doesn't have to adjust to that. You have to personally, and people don't know. I think people are lashing out for the fact that they want to be able to talk about these things with joy and not have to deal with the negative part to it. But that's not reality. Well, he strikes in that that defiance, right? Like he he made his stand up set about defiance. Like I'm not gonna let the white transgender media make me as a black man have to respect that. You know, like he kind of made his stand on that, like i refuse to 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 admit to admit that back down on any level and a lot of people get off on that you know um it's just to me what's wild is and this is once i feel i'm gonna say this probably every show this year but when i say i had to step back learn to love people differently i am accepting that people just ain't literally are not going to ever see the forest for the trees when it's their friend when it's someone they like you know it scares me and it worries me about our show it worries me about the friendships i have because i don't want those kind of friends Mm-mm. and i don't i don't want to be that kind of friend to anybody either where it's like well it's different because you said it like nigga it's fucked up right i'm your friend and the reason you know i'm your friend is because i'll tell you to your face that's fucked up and i don't think Ch- Chappelle is fucking up i feel like he actively just has made a choice right he go down this hill and every stand-up special from now to the end probably gonna have 20 minutes or longer of him being like uh let me do my transphobic bit and y'all laugh and and he can make any room of any people laugh. he could get up there pull his pants down take a shit and people would laugh because he's so good 
that it really doesn't matter what he's talking about but yeah i i feel like he uh you know he's chosen to die on this hill and when he passes or when something happens to him and people say fuck him or people bring up the transphobia it's gonna be a lot of people acting like you can't do that or it's not the time or why you being divisive the nigga chose to be divisive with his stand-up you know he chose his side quote-unquote when it came to this shit and and i'm sad to see so many people emboldened by it like i i typically don't really think i think people put too much into stand-ups and their like jokes like i think i really do i think people put way too much and it's normally only when they disagree correct because like for the most part these bits don't change the world but he's a cultural touchstone he's an icon he got paid all this money because they knew people were going to tune in and they knew people wanted to see what he had to say so you don't get the get the money get the attention get the fame and then be like but what i say doesn't matter because i i still there's still bits that of his that are defining to my life where i'm like oh yeah i finally like killing them softly i'm like i finally heard somebody articulate that in a funny manner but in a way that i can relate to correct and a lot of black you can go quote killing them softly to this day and people will be like yep that was uh, like he found a way there's a joke in this one where uh he talks about uh it's during the second special he talks about the me too movement and stuff and he talks about um how he got paid uh twenty five thousand dollars in cash to do stand up for some drug dealers and he basically says walking around with that cash was the most dangerous and exposed he ever felt because he had something on him that everybody wanted and nobody knew it but you know he was paranoid and all this stuff and he was like that was just cash imagine if it was some pussy you know And, and and like i'm like that is a profoundly fucking poignant deep fucking thought because that is a that is a like that is something that women have to experience all the time and i'm like damn you could do he could do it i think so too he chosen not to and that's more sad than than everything else is like oh you could try to attempt to sit back and, and and kind of come with this shit um in my opinion on a less than on a less than sophomoric level like on a more like serious like let me give you the same way i treat racial shit let me give y'all that on this on this topic of transgender issues but instead he's chosen like ha 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 this person has a dick and that's funny and that's the end of it you know right and who and who knows what the future may hold he might sit back reevaluate it and and come back right but you don't know but all you can do is judge what he has put out and what he has put out is what people are going to to judge uh him for uh be it they praise it be it they don't praise it be it they have problems with it be it they love it you know because the thing about uh the internet and social media once you put it out there it is beyond your control and it's a wild animal that did runs whatever course is going to run whether you like it or not yeah he brought that up in the show he was like uh he was like he's about to he's like i'm pretty i'm gonna quit stand up i'm gonna be done with this after this because he's like you know people getting too mad he's like not y'all the people in the room but the people on the internet and all that stuff out there um and i'm like yeah i mean you never really had that the whole your whole career and now you're finally like finally faced with the idea of i can make a room of any amount of people laugh but what happens outside this room can't take control you know and not all of it is his fault either like 
some of it is people taking jokes that are jokes and and putting them in print right and they're actually funny if you watch the show more than because you see that it's it's said in a joking manner like he's laughing he's he's like this is i'm being silly i don't mean this next thing i'm about to say but it doesn't come across when i just type out the words so like it is a different environment i won't you know like i'm right. trying to i'm trying to be 100 percent fair about it because i don't find it to be so like um like oh god this guy's not even funny anymore this is mm-hmm. all he does I, yeah i i and and i will in my personal opinion i will forever think that he is funny yeah but but i right, oh, go ahead uh, no I, I will forever think that he's funny um but that's just me you know mm-hmm. because i don't believe in crossing out and counseling people is what he did problematic yeah you right. know but i can have enough nuances in my life to go you're funny yeah you know nobody's perfect yet, but, yeah. but 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 i still consider you funny yeah i think right i think that's kind of where a lot of people uh you know and when you're upset and you're angry you emotional uh emotionally compromised which i happen happens to me all the time some like i can't imagine me ever listening to an r kelly album again mm-hmm. you know it's just but i'll admit like if the shit is jamming it might be jamming i don't i refuse to listen so it's like i and i pretty much stay out of those conversations because i don't listen if you start talking about what's his best album of the last 10 years i'm gonna be like i don't, I don't know. know i haven't heard any of them right Mm-mm. so i understand people that really are like i just don't fuck with this nigga but um in general like i'm not i want people to understand i'm not taking some extremist point of view of this nigga ain't even funny he's just nah it's actually kind of a shame because he's so good right it's act like it's actually kind of a shame because it's like damn your shit ain't gonna really be popping like it could because you refuse you gonna die on this hill over some some stupid shit essentially that and by stupid shit i mean it's stupid to him he don't even think it's that important so why like he either he lying and it, and it is the most important part of his stand-up because you spent the majority of the time on that shit or um he could cut it because if he's telling the truth it's not a big deal but either way he's not gonna do it he sounded more like a rich man being told you can't do that shit and just like jerry seinfeld flipped out about colleges being too sensitive sound like that to me and most men in that kind of situation most cishet people can fall into that group of everyone's being too sensitive but they but like i said for black cishet people they wasn't feeling that way when it was michael richardson Mm-mm. they didn't feel that way when it was um you know when it was bill maher's house nigga shit like they didn't feel that way and i watched them be hypocrites and that's why i had to step back from people in general because i'm just like if if you get too close to folks you're gonna spend all day being like but that's some bullshit and you know it and you know i know you know better but you just don't care right you know? and i don't want to spend my my life wasting my energy like that in 2018 so Mm-mm. have at it but you know i still see everything i have at it have a ball uh life and energy is too precious for me to take it and pour it into something that's not valuable to me fx uh is now uh now is gonna have the um it's a show called pose um and it's gonna have the uh it's by ryan murphy and it's gonna have the largest cast of people that are transgender ever 
Ooh. in a scripted series you know um obviously there's some reality shows and stuff but uh yes yeah, it's, it's a, ser- a period piece set in the 1980s it tackles several societal segments in the new york uh during the, uh during that area uh including the rise of luxury style living as well as downtown more hill survivor of the city where social and literary and uh, ball cultures are striving murphy co-created the series with his frequent collaborator brad falchuk as well as stephen canals uh meanwhile nina jacobson and brad simpson along with alexis martin woodle and sherry marsh from fox 21 television studios and fx production will serve as executive producer transgender activist silas howard is also co-executive producing um so yeah that's, that's cool um that's that's some good news let's get out of here mm-hmm. for you uh. i know before we hit something else <laughs> get out while they're getting good oh uh, what else is happening in the world guys what else is happening in the world um you know what let's do uh when it rains it pours let's do a little bit of fucking with black people everybody uh here we go <laughs> we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys it's time to play the game we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game we go around uh all the globe and find different articles that make us feel fucked with and we'll sign point scores from zero to 100 intervals of 25 today's contestants everybody all right um witness in trump's russia probe claims that the mueller or Mueller um grand jury looks like a black lives matter rally an unnamed witness who testified in special counsel robert Mueller's uh probe of russian interference in the 2016 public elections tells the new york post richard johnson that he fears trump won't get a fair shake because there's no white man on the jury y'all know how many black people have been sentenced to death to to a lot of just jail to everything not even just death to everything and there's not a single black person on the jury you know do you know like in a lot of cases that are um especially like racially charged they actually seek to keep black people off of juries Mm -hmm. as if we're the ones who are racially compromised and unable to view things through a lens of of unbiasedness in a country like america (laughs) oh man anyway um the the source is slain 11 out of the 20 jurors were black while adding that two of the jurors were wearing peace t-shirts the witnesses also the witness also claims there was only one white male in the room and he was a prosecutor in conclusion the source believes the grand jury isn't a place where the POTUS is given a fair shake now what is it about black people that you think would make us so prone to not give um your boy trump a fair shake mm. what could it be maybe the laws he's passing i mean what what what, what would make us so biased maybe the people he's selecting to put in these permanent positions for lifetime i mean what it might be some amorosas and some sheriff clark and some jason whitlock's on that jury we don't we don't know are all the black people thinking alike how do we know no we don't know but um, a large percentage of them gonna be like fuck that nigga I think I know who the witness was come down a notch and look like 
a petty little brat by tweeting and Facebooking this just to open up dialogue so we can have an adult conversation. It's ridiculous. In America, you should be ashamed. Zero to 100, Karen. Someone in the chat said the judge was judge was judge mathis <laughs> yeah i give it a hundred as well that's stupid uh just because if it was a if it was a bunch of white men suddenly trump would be getting a fair trial is that what that means his number one de- voting demographic the only people that can uh see okay because you know how fair white men have been in the criminal justice system you know how that goes guys uh megan kelly or as I like to call her, Megan Kelly, Make America Great Again, nigga, Kelly, I don't know what the N stands for. Uh, anyway, to, she said to an ex-white supremacist that racist dog whistles weren't racist when she used them at Fox. I believe she believes that. Um, <laughs> first of all, who's racist? is anything racist is anyone no. racist nope not not according to the rules they have now <laughs> nothing you could you could hang a nigga by a tree nine days and take us take Forever. a selfie before the break we heard the story of christian picciolini who by his own description descended into a life of racism and hate before he turned his life around his new book is called white american youth my descent into america's most violent hate movement and how i got out Talk about that, Christian. What you, you talk about that light first, bulb first moment of all, while you were while you were beating Ma- a man? Megan Kelly just looked racist. She just looked like a just a Stepford cuckoo of racism with, with the K with the cuckoos with the all K's. Um, but also, um, I, I'm not going to play all six minutes of this clip, so I'm just going to get to the quotes. Uh, during the interview, she said, I do believe, uh, he said, I do believe there were some dog, there were dog whistles, but to somebody like me, I can tell you that's a bullhorn. I heard them loud and clear talking about Trump's campaign. When they referred to globalism, I knew they were talking about the global Jewish conspiracy. When they use terms like the liberal media, those are the terms we use, but we used to call it the Jewish media. Um, now keep in mind that, uh, Fox was complicit in helping Trump get elected. Uh, Kelly says, can I just say, uh, having worked at Fox News for 13 years, we used to criticize the MSM, mainstream media. Some would call them the liberal media and it didn't mean that. Now, here's the thing. Boo, you at your new job. What you even doing talking about Fox News? And any, like, fuck them, right? At this point. Or do you have to defend your track record? Cause you do do that shit. Mrs. Santa Claus is white. It's meant, it meant, you know, left-leaning, she said. People who were not open-minded toward the views of half the country, the conservative people. Uh, he said, that's also the power of their marketing. They can take words that are hateful and massage the, them to get them into the lexicon to make it normalized. Uh, she said, so you pick something that is okay, a term that has nothing to do with white supremacy, you adopt it. And to your people, it has a very different meaning, like with a wink and a nod. Kelly, however, did not explain why Fox News continued to use the same dog whistle and phrases as Trump after they were adopted by white supremacists. Of course she didn't. Then she probably had a very awkward dance segment. Uh, also, height of white privilege, this dude getting to write a book about, you know, listen, I used to be racist, but now I'm better, and I think I should write the definitive book and get paid to tell you guys about it. A hundred for me. Mm-hmm. You're still racist, a hundred. Yeah, a hundred. Um... 
and uh they not coming to save us news uh there these racism stats this is a bustle.com these racism stats show white people in liberal bubbles think they're discriminated against too mm-hmm. yeah like uh, one of the things that happens with when it comes down to like liberals versus republicans conservatives all this shit there's always this insinuation like well if a white person is a democrat or a liberal or a progressive clearly they're not racist that's not true that is not true at all some of them might not be but it's still a lot of them that's like i'm only over here because i'm not as i'm just not with the shits that the republicans are with but yeah. i don't like your black ass either come on and i'll use it for the numbers and the votes right like i have just as much a victim co- complex and if anything is evidence of this it's how the media has written about trump voters since the election it's a lot of very emotional empathetic pieces about these people that are overt racist what would make you want to have sympathy for them if you weren't at least tolerant of their views on race and bigotry and and women's rights and muslims and all this shit yeah and i I, like i said i I just don't want to hear it Mm -hmm. they knew what they were doing they didn't give a fuck and now they're like whoa it's me i don't care and it's not just the because there's another part of this that is well yeah in the red states in the rural america in the places where you know there's not a lot of black people there's they don't know any muslims so that's why they're racist against people well in those places yes that is where you know the races live well there's also people in um culturally diverse places that also apparently feel that white people are the real victims of racism even even though they know black and brown people and Live marginalized them, people work with that. them have to be packed in tight ass sardine subways and trains every day right nobody's ever willing to let go of their own uh victimhood quote-unquote to allow somebody else to be um worse off quote-unquote than them and to feel guilty or bad about that that's because then you'd be asked to, to do something or why didn't you do something and nobody wants to answer that so we always end up with this well no 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 no. i got it worse and that extends even to white people even liberal white people who go yeah i have it worse than these black people uh specifically 61 percent of white americans living in urban environments feel that white people are racially discriminated against as compared to 63 percent of rural whites there's only a two percent difference two percent despite there being little difference between the attitudes of urban and rural whites of the on this question there's a sharper divide based on what region of the country you live in white americans residing in the west believe in anti-white racial discrimination at 51 percent compared to 52 percent in the midwest 43 percent in the northeast and south southern whites uh however answered that a whopping 67 percent of the time more often than whites in any other region of the country not surprised at all these are obvious studies that i wish i could have got paid to do come on like i really could have made the numbers up and got paid to do this like yes most of the white people think this way well what were your surveys uh what was your process i just walked outside dog like (laughs) that's all i say like six out of ten like (laughs) well we gave you six million dollars to do this survey man i saved y'all money really because i I, if you would have just spent the six million dollars and got the same results i'm telling you uh it's like at least six out of ten okay well well what about different areas of the country okay you tell me the area northeast uh, 40 percent uh 
the south about 70 percent about 70 75 percent right. uh, what about uh what about the midwest ah oh, man 50 50 probably 50 50 <laughs> it's pretty easy yeah they 50 50 <laughs> what about republicans oh man like shit 75 mm. percent of them at least maybe 80 yeah like i mean come on now i mean give me a hard one <laughs> i know some of them ain't gonna answer truthfully i would say a hundred but you know some of them gonna lie oh man i would have eyeballed the shit out of this <laughs> got my money cash my check too like mm. <laughs> how did you do the survey so fast man i, I don't even want to tell you about my method i had to keep that a secret but there's a it's reason very scientific y'all gave me the money and i got the results back to you within five minutes there's a reason uh anyway zero to a hundred a hundred yeah all right a hundred um a royal family member apologizes for wearing a racist brooch at a dinner with Meghan markle mm. and so it begins uh <laughs> so apparently princess michael of kent came under fire friday when news broke that she wore a blackamoor brooch to a christmas lunch wednesday at buckingham palace that was also attended by Meghan markle uh the princess apologized through her spokesperson saying that she was very sorry and distressed for having worn the brooch which was a gift she's worn many times before without controversy oh you mean you've worn it many times and no white people pulled you to the side and said hey girl that might be a visit to black people we don't really care about a kensington palace source said this from the root guys they've been getting sassy lately the kensington palace source said the brooch was not meant to insult marco who was engaged to marry prince harry and that princess michael will not wear it again i have a question like i don't know the history like what is the history of that bro well i'm glad you asked the black and more jewelry usually depicts a man or woman of african descent the facial features can sometimes be large and exaggerated some believe the jewelry pieces ward against evil this is not the first time princess michael has been involved in an incident of racism in 2004 she was accused of telling a group of black diners in new york to go back to the colonies because she was offended by the level of noise coming from their table to the colonies to the colonies i don't even know what that means but that sounds fucking that, offensive well colonialization in the places that britain <sighs> britain colonized in africa uh, it's essentially go back okay to okay because i was gonna say it sounds like go back to africa but i'm not sure you know because of the, the language difference later in a television interview discussing the new york incident she referred to african people as adorable and said i even pretended years ago to be an african half cast african but because of my light eyes i did not get away with it but i dyed my hair black i traveled on african buses i wanted to be a writer i wanted experiences from cape town to right up in northern mozambique um i had this adventure with these absolutely adorable special people and to call me a racist it's a knife through the heart because i really love these people you don't get out of here with your jigaboo brooch get out of here woman you never she loves these people though karen you know those people the blacks the mothers the others zero to a hundred oh one hundred because i was wondering what the brooch meant because their bible say it's racist i was like but then fuck her she knew what she was doing you mean to tell me out of all the hundreds of hundreds of brooches you could okay. pick mm-hmm. you picked that one mm-hmm. last one uh diamond and silk go in on black folks for execrating Amorosa Manigault. 
Uh, so we're back. Yeah. So while we were out of town yes. on hiatus or whatever, yes. news broke about um, our sister friend Amarosa that she resigned from the White House. Uh huh. And I-, I watched everything go down on television. Number one, y'all already lying. Y'all couldn't get your lie straight she while we were out fired. of town. Why? Hold up, I'm not talking about that. They started off number one why we was out of town or hiatus or whatever y'all been y'all was hiatus for a hot wow secondly whose aunts is these somebody get your aunts these are somebody's fucking aunts yes they are and i know it's a character probably look at their hair stuff they don't even look them wigs that's not even their real faces Mm -mm. they can't show their real faces in these videos because we if we ever saw one of them motherfuckers walking down the street it's over it's gonna be a problem it's gonna be a problem black people are waiting for the day they get caught slipping they clearly take off these disguises when they get done and no one eats their potato salads at thanksgiving i just want to know who answers these some black people know who these people are i'm just saying there are some black people in the world that know these motherfuckers that's shane they ain't saying shit could easily be like oh aunt, oh no not aunt thomasina oh no <laughs> roberta right i can't believe she out here acting a motherfucking fool again on christmas aunt thelma no right she recorded this in somebody house okay a christmas tree is in the background someone getting presents like i don't know how much money they making off these videos but i'm just saying who aunts is these claim your aunts gather them this is just disgusting i mean can't nobody kick a camera over nothing what's happening here steal their cameras i'm trying to tell you turn maybe off the, the internet maybe that's why the hiatus was somebody they they the little nephew or somebody just came and stole they like get the fuck what are y'all doing <laughs> they y'all had see, they had their system so they couldn't get on it y'all see my wig and glasses you know it do look like new wigs and glasses so maybe <laughs> maybe they somebody <laughs> confiscated their coon kit <laughs> <laughs> somebody changed they uh youtube passwords so they couldn't log on they was like we couldn't log on for three months somebody somebody secured the coon bag and ah! kept them off of, kept them off of the air for holidays man maybe that was a christmas gift mm. anyway back to these biddies That's yes you- and you know i i was taken back by these journalists yeah these so-called um what do you call it? commentators commentators um these ones that sit in a damp basement with a podcast laughing at the fact that she resigned i saw first of all this is a spare bedroom bitch you gonna get your home. we is not in no goddamn basement now <laughs> hold up you are not don't you gonna have to get your wig a little bit tighter don't, okay don't, don't you sell it this extra room mm-hmm. while y'all sitting juxtaposed because y'all ain't got desk nigga over here i mean we on two separate cameras okay look like get you two laptops before you start taking shots at, at, at the dance basement okay and we ain't take no breaks mm-hmm. how about you how, how about you uh be able to show your face in a beauty salon so y'all won't be looking like a mess on camera like y'all always do how about that damn face uh, one journalist come out and and basically say that was making salacious claims about what went down with Amarosa without telling the naked, naked nasty truth. truth. That's right. And so Amarosa came out and she spoke her truth mm-hmm. on Good Morning America. Yeah. And spoke her what I find appalling is that black people, and I, excuse me, white folks, I, I just got to talk to, we love to, you, to, white to, to the white. Because you know, because they, <laughs> I like how they, how they think white folks is listening to this. No, they probably are. Listen, I like how they went. <laughs> what well, I find appalling. 
and i was like in my head black people black people i'm like yes yes let me guess the black coon people find the black people appalling uh let me guess let me surprise is everyone shocked that they would find the black people appalling and a bunch of white people firing Omarosa? Mm-hmm. it's our fault somehow to the we black gotta talk to the black community when i find appalling to my brothers and sisters how you can take the black community hold up i'm oh, sorry how can you address the black community on the coon show though like it's it's a black <laughs> i don't know they gotta be playing characters man it's a black like the black community was sitting around like i i, I gotta see what, what diamond and silk say about this though <laughs> where uh, is diamond and silk like if we not making jokes we're not listening to y'all Mm-mm. trump don't even take them seriously no like what how how sis oh. oh and you can laugh at pick at gloat at somebody because they either left the white house or you listen to a salacious story that the 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 the, the Miss Piggy yes. went around running around telling everybody. Telling everybody. Uh-huh. And 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 she also said that the commentator, can I just say her name? Yes, you can. April Ryan is yes. her name. Mm-hmm. She said that she received Hold a on. text they call that her said Piggy? mission accomplished. They called her Miss Piggy. <clears throat> mm-hmm. A very highly educated woman that could wrap circles around them both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay because you know they both skinny as rails you know okay come on now we talking about size now oh my god just mm-hmm. that right there let me know mm-hmm. that there was some type of setup going on absolutely okay uh-huh. and i need to know who was the setup with yes who was it with yeah mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. also after she went around and made her her rounds with all of these lies the media used April Ryan. She got you. She's a black uh-huh. woman. That's okay? right. Like toilet tissue. Used her like toilet uh-huh. tissue yeah, yeah, yeah. and then flushed her to down, down the, the toilet. toilet. Uh-huh. To t- now who of people that, of black people that have had themselves used and flushed down the toilet, you would think that um, Sapphire and Gold here would be the ones to be talking about having been used and flushed down the toilets they've received nothing but dust for all that hard shucking and jiving for donald trump you would think but hey what do i know anyway i'm not gonna play the rest of this because let's be honest none of us really care what these motherfuckers think Mm-mm. uh zero to hundred they both get a hundred i feel like they pretty much uh they permanent on list permanently a hundred yeah. Yeah. yeah they just they like up there with george zimmerman just just every time people see them, they're gonna roll their eyes. Um, alright, let's see what else we got here. Um, you know what? We haven't done this in a while. Well, I guess we haven't done everything in a while. Now that I think about it. Ah! Uh, but <laughs> let's do some, um, let's do some white people news. Alright? Um, <clears throat> still have to do an extended take out the trash segment at some point but let's do some oh white yeah i'm about to say yeah it was some good white people news that happened last night uh it was yeah steve harvey on fox wrapped up like a marshmallow i did not even think about that as white people news but here we go here's the cover and i have a 
very special guest. She is my ultimate girl crush and spirit animal, Debbie Ryan. Oh, Ashley, stop. I'm that right here. So right. I know. I know. But seriously, I love you so much. I love you. I am so excited to have you. <clears throat> Like, this is so cool, because I've only done, like, one collab before, and now I'm, like, doing another one with Debbie, and it's uh, pretty awesome. We've hung out, but we've never done anything cool together, so I know. it's exciting. I mean, we've done cool hangouts. So. We've done cool hangouts. <laughs> we've never hung out in a cool... Get to the song. Yeah, I'm like, uh, is we gonna sing? I'll be right back, guys. How would you like it if I came over with my click? Don't try to change it now. See, you got a bounce. One, two seconds ago, said you just got in my house. It's hard to believe that you're home by yourself. And I just heard the voice, heard the voice of someone else. Just this question, why do you feel you gotta lie? Getting caught up in your game When you cannot say my name I know you say that I'm a stupid face Something's going down, that's the way you see There shouldn't be no reason why you're acting straight If nobody's holding you back from me Cause I know how you usually do You're saying everything to me sounds cool Why can't you just tell the truth If somebody's having tell me who Say my name, say my name No one is around you Say, baby, I love you if you ain't finding games. Say my name, say my name. You acting kind of shady. Ain't calling me baby. What a sudden change. Say my name. All right, all right. I can't even take it anymore. <laughs> Jesus Ooh, Christ. That is terrible, what sir. Is, y'all just de-solified the whole motherfucking song, y'all. Why? You not to do that. They stripped all the beat and the rhythm out of it. Mm-mm-mm. they made that a very unseasoned song 
un- just right just unseasoned as hell mm-hmm. they were like spices what the fuck is this mm-hmm. wash this chicken off right rinse all this bullshit off children found dozens of eggs in a sand pit the contents were alarming uh-oh when the first child dug the first egg out of the sand the possibilities are endless and not all of them were terrified maybe a fluffy little chicken side that would be cute not really the egg was very small and uh as were the hmm. a fluffy little chicken side uh were they fake they're real eggs right real eggs they found in a in a sandbox uh chickens ain't fluffy when they come out them eggs do they Mm. not okay well that's terrifying the egg was the egg was very small as were the next 11 that children unearthed the day uh that day last month from the sand pit outside of st joseph catholic school on the east coast of australia okay when volunteers from a wildlife conservation conservation group arrived at the uh school they decided the eggs 43 by the time they finished looked decidedly reptilian Ooh. <clears throat> but some reptiles can be cute 43 mm-hmm. but uh when the wildlife volunteer rod miller shone a bright uh shone a light through one of the eggs he saw no bird or lizard but a striped baby snake when then miller's group fauna did a bit more investigating and announced that 43 eggs contained the deadliest snakes in in australia and them kids just picking them up eastern brown snakes they can grow more than six feet long and are one of the most poisonous species in the world they've killed about two dozen australians since 2000 usually when one wanders into someone's home and are increasingly common sight even in cities when they wander into someone's home and they kill them what the fuck snakes and why i gotta be the brown snakes so y'all got snakes out here <clears throat> y'all got children out here just picking up snakes this sounds like the beginning of snakes taking over the world mm-hmm. where the kids just go find the snakes don't took it home your pe- oh that's cute and, and next thing you know it wakes up in the middle of the night and kills everybody and now fauna was informing the parents of saint joseph that in another two weeks or so dozens of brown snakes will have swarmed out of the sand pit the group volunteers spent three days digging at the school they said mommy and daddy brown snakes were probably slithering around the nature reserve behind the sand pit the volunteers took the eggs away the volunteers were a little cagey about what they planned to do with the eggs uh it was later revealed that they reburied them in some nearby bushes fauna is a wildlife conservation group after all uh, as hatching day approached and the story spread snake social media went into a meltdown the guardian as they put it the daily mail reports the worrying the daily telegraph adorned its headline with a series of screaming emoji uh that's what my kids went to school said a mother on facebook but soon skepticism crept in brian fry a biologist at the university of queensland who had at first told the guardian the eggs were definitely of snakes began to reconsider i reckon they are indeed water dragon eggs he said what the fuck is a water dragon i have no idea something on game of thrones noting that lizards have legs to bury with and snakes do not a reptile park manager told the telegraph much the same thing so maybe it wasn't the brown snakes that are so deadly it don't matter it's a goddamn dragon water fire earth there's a dragon Mm-hmm. uh so yeah um you be safe over there wonga y'all got water dragons and snakes killing you and shit by the way now there's 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 nature beef between the groups oh shit not nature <laughs> beef yeah fauna 
the the organization has forced was forced to put out a series of alternatively alternately apologetic and defensive statements around the uh, 43 snake eggs some experts far more experienced than our local handler have pointed out that eggs can't be brown snakes uh the group wrote tuesday uh thursday yeah tuesday but miller the fauna rescuer who first responded to the sand pit pushed back with his own eyes he said he had seen inside uh an, an egg that looked like a small pink worm with a couple of eyes which i can only think was a snake as it had no limbs we believe we did the right thing father's president finally told the telegraph we couldn't tell what the hatchlings were they could have been pythons they could have been dragons they could have been brown snakes she spoke in the past tense according to the group's most recent statement a volunteer returned to the reburial site uh to inspect the eggs yet again whatever they were they had already hatched Mm-mm-mm. so be careful out there in australia mm-hmm. did any of these kids take these eggs home uh i hope not you know how the kids get stuck them in their pocket or some shit and don't tell nobody next thing you know you got a, a water dragon in, in in your bathtub and you don't know what the fuck happened that is how kids do carrie underwood says she might look a, l- a little bit different after getting more than 40 facial stitches following a fall in her home Ooh, what <laughs> happened 40 stitches good god yeah she says she fell uh on the steps at her home and she's now revealing she also sustained an injury to her face in the a- accident in a letter to a fan club member she said she received 40 to 50 stitches on her face the night of the incident and may appear different when they see her again you think she just got a facelift and lied and said it was she fell possibility and that's why she looks quote unquote different i wonder because you know they kind of like that's an industry that is really hard on women's looks but at the same time it's really hard on women for getting surgery to enhance their looks uh, you can't have both ways right so i wonder if that could be it <clears throat> um at any rate i mean that's the case just tell too because you don't be falling and injuring yourself like hey, 40 stitches that could have been worse at any rate she was she was spotted out in public today uh, she went to the gym after supposedly receiving these stitches and uh she looked all right to me like uh y'all can still see my screen right no oh shit hold on let me put my screen up so y'all can see it but um <clears throat> looking at a picture i was like i you know i can't tell much of a difference but i'm not necessarily a huge carrie underwood fan but you can't really see nothing she recently warned that her face might look a little different but the singer looked great and lovely in mid-december according to a reality tv star who bumped into her at the gym adrian below deck star adrian gang shared a picture of the pair on her twitter account and has since revealed she didn't spot any changes and that's her face i can't even see the stitches how long ago did she have them she must have got the ones you know because you can get the kind that dissolve oh maybe it's already gone maybe it happened a while ago right like she just might be coming out with it now but you know because uh mm. you can get the kind of kind of dissolve and your skin just kind of almost like disappear mm-hmm. she said at the time of the accident she had been hospitalized with a broken wrist as well but it turns out the fall was much more serious while she is on the men, Underwood warned her fans that she is not quite looking the same as a result of the facial cuts and stitches required to close them. She wrote to members of her fan club, I'm determined to make 2018 amazing. I want to share things with you along the way. When I'm ready to get in front of the camera, I want you all to understand why I look a bit different. <clears throat> and it's crazy how a freak accident can change your life. Um, so, yeah, 40 to 50 stitches. Mm. That's a lot of stitches, dog. Right? I can't imagine uh like i said no shame in her game if she uh had to get surgery either that's you Mm -hmm. know your face is your job 
um oh hoda cobb 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 i don't know how you pronounce her last name you know kathalia hoda mm-hmm. hoda got named the permanent host of nbc uh co-host of nbc's today oh oh that's right because the other white lady left yep yeah because i you these two well her and the other lady hilarious ain't they the two ladies that would go on air and get drunk that's what they do yes remind me of that show on american dad where uh the son wanted to uh do that show it was they were like uh, they're drinking mimosas yes well uh apparently um she because matt lauer got fired she got promoted to permanent co-host that's what i'm talking about so her and savannah guthrie will co-host the frame the fame morning show from now on wonderful yeah this is seem like a Mm no-brainer um and you know my guess is she's probably not as abusive as matt lauer so win-win for everybody uh youtuber logan paul who you guys may know or not know i don't know is brothers with jake paul the white boy who does all those terrible rap videos yes well his brother is also a super duper youtube famous uh person and he has now apologized after posting a video with a suicide victim in it oh he was blasted for being insensitive with his new year's eve video that included footage of a suicide victim he went to uh japan's uh aoko wait aoki gahara forest which is known as a suicide forest for the number of suicides attempted and committed there oh he posted a video six minutes into the video paul and his crew came across the body of a young man who appeared to have hung himself from a tree and he, he said this is the most real vlog i've ever posted on this channel i think this definitely marks a moment in youtube history he then proceeded to film closer to the body before apologizing to viewers for what was supposed to be a fun vlog he also said the video was supposed to focus on the supernatural aspects of the suicide forest not the suicides he ended the video by urging viewers to seek help if they're contemplating suicide now from my understanding he also made video of the trip going up there and was making all kinds of jokes about people killing themselves in the forest so take it with a grain of salt but backlash hit almost immediately uh how dare you you disgust me i can't believe that so many young people look up to you said breaking bad alum aaron paul hopefully this latest video woke them up you are pure, pure trash plain and simple suicide is not a joke go right in hell the amount of personal and social awareness logan paul has displayed in that video is mind-blowing to me tweeted rebecca black how could one um oh unawareness i'm sorry how could one with such power influence had the audacity to put something so thoughtless online you have potentially anticipated an entire family's grief beyond measure you're an idiot you're not raising awareness you're mocking i can't believe how self-praising your apology is you don't deserve the success views you have tweeted game of thrones star sophie turner damn songs i got some i pray to god you never had to experience anything like that man did paul erased the video and apologized monday night uh he said this for me i've never faced criticism this is the first for me i never faced criticism like this before because i never made a mistake this big before i'm surrounded by good people i believe i make good decisions but i'm still a human being i can be wrong he wrote i didn't do it for the views i get views i did it because i thought i could make a positive ripple on the internet not cause a monsoon of negativity that's never the intention i intended to raise awareness for suicide and suicide prevention and while i thought if this video saves just one life it'll be worth it i was misguided by shocking all as portrayed in the video i still am he followed up with a second apology tuesday morning yeah that video that that apology was trash 
it's like i i don't need views okay i am doing quite well all right uh where was y'all at <laughs> yeah where was jake at come on where was your boy where was you at when your brother was in the woods out there taking pictures of suicide enough to no good uh in a video posted on social media paul teared up as he addressed his severe continuous lasting judgment and urged his fans not to defend his action uh yeah because they're gonna be like say he picked teams and they people was defending them i'll tell you this much guys i hate to be this guy but the backlash he's receiving white a lot of white folks a lot of white famous people don't you don't say like do black people even know who he is no because i sure didn't all these people got checks next to their name dog and they all famous white folks right oh my god because you know we joke on the where were y'all at boy but folks know who he is and they know who his brother is too well he was taking doing videos of gucci Mane and shit i guess his little brother even whiter than him Mm-hmm. damn that's crazy man uh yeah he put out another video where he was crying looking in the camera being tearful and shit um uh, telling his fans not but, to defend him because you know what that mean you ain't gonna be invited to parties you know because you know they do shit they, i mean these movers the shakers he done pissed off these people yeah, they, they got they, some pull they put you on a list they gonna be like nah he can't come no more he said i want to apologize to the internet i want to apologize to anyone who's seen the video i want to apologize to anyone who's been affected or touched by mental illness or depression or suicide but most importantly i want to apologize to the victim and his family for my fans who are defending my actions please don't they don't they do not deserve to be defended the goal with my content is always to entertain to push the boundaries to be all inclusive in the world i live in i share almost everything i do the intent is never to be heartless cruel and malicious youtube issued a statement tuesday that addressed the backlash but did not particularly explain why the video was allowed to stay on their site our hearts go out to the family of the persons featured in the video the company said mm-hmm. 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 yeah okay yeah and it's one of the things too where he probably is to the point where youtube pays him for them views like mm-hmm. you know once you get a certain amount of views you get paid for it mm-hmm. so i guarantee you he's at that point and he ain't trying to fuck up his money because it's not like that quote-unquote second apology was somebody that got a hold of him and was like hey dog you can't be going out here fucking up the money all them paul's trash jake paul logan paul chris paul they all trash to me okay uh are Derek and taylor still together in 2018 the bachelor in paradise couple have made some major decisions they have Mm-hmm. bachelor in paradise certainly breeds a lot of love or lust depending on your definition but more often than not it's romance is short-lived so four months out from the show season four finale it feels necessary to check in on our bachelor couple Derek and taylor still together in 2018 vip fans can breathe deep because yes all signs point to their relationship still being firmly intact there's no sign of a wedding date just yet but they're definitely still on track to make it to the altar viewers will recall that the couple didn't get engaged during the season finale as is typical in paradise but rather during the reunion taping where Derek proposed in front of chris harrison their castmates and the studio's live audience according to us weekly who reported the news before the episode aired no one knew it was coming but it was certainly not a surprise aside from one heated argument Derek and taylor have been solid from day one after filming wrapped taylor told people that Derek came back with her to her hometown of seattle and stayed for several weeks they've been doing long distance since then but <coughs> <clears throat> sorry i got choked up on the whiteness but they have a plan in place 
taylor posted on instagram in october that Derek was relocating from iowa to new york to start a new job and they'd already begun apartment hunting for a place to live together it's not exactly clear if taylor has since joined him there her twitter location still says seattle while her instagram says new york but if not she'll be there soon enough more recently the couple celebrated Derek's 30th birthday oh Derek, with a vacation to hawaii Per Instagram, Taylor planned several romantic outings, including an off-roading tour, a 17-course meal, and a horseback ride across the island. A 17-course meal? Good God! 17 of them, Karen. How long was that meal? Mm, 17 courses, I believe is the answer. A long-ass time. All fitting homages to the franchise that helped them find each other where extravagant dates are commonplace as derek wrote in a recent instagram post hashtag women crush wednesday because not only just look at her but taylor is a go-getter who could do anything she wants in life but instead chooses to open her heart and help others open theirs to improve lives uh actual life changer out here doing good in the world how do i find how did i find this diamond on a crazy tv show needless to say they still seem very much in love granted it's only been six months since they started dating but with a success rate as low as the bachelor that says a lot nick and vanessa only made it five. Oh god don't even get me started on nick and vanessa right i think we all know but more than that it seems that Derek and taylor have a realistic approach to love they realize relationships aren't the fantasy the bachelor often makes them to be and they're willing to put in the work that makes things last relationships can be hard work and i'm so grateful and feel lucky to have someone who is willing and wanting to put in all that work because that hasn't always been the case for me taylor captioned a december instagram post Derek continues to amaze me every day with his patience support ambition thoughtfulness affection and dad jokes as far as wedding plans go the couple hasn't provided many updates but it sounds like they wanted to iron out the living details before moving on to the next step finally gorgeous colors and finally gorgeous colors there too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so there you guys go Mm -hmm. we all love the bachelor in paradise and the coupling um this amazing exchange between uh sarah silverman and a would-be twitter twitter troll will warm your heart y'all ready mm-hmm. how y'all y'all hearts warmed Mm-mm. so up rocks you know heartwarming stuff be over there and y'all uh, how many of y'all rolled your eyes at sarah silverman because y'all don't like her and her nigga jokes and stuff but y'all laughed at Dave Chappelle and the trans jokes and y'all was like what i don't see the big deal why y'all always banging on Dave Chappelle? how many of y'all said that put your hands down I, I can't see them it's an audio podcast this uh, amazing exchange oh, we know somebody raised their hand this amazing exchange between sarah silverman and a would-be twitter troll would warm your heart while promoting her fantastic stand-up comedy special a speck of dust in may she uh told up rocks having a screaming competition never changes minds so we need to try to understand each other check up this sentiment five months later after the premiere of her new talk show i love you america people aren't changed by facts they're changed by emotions they were changed by our feelings and were changed by exposure all of this may seem like a consistent public relations message but these followings uh those following her show and twitter feed already know it's so much more Consider the 47-year-old comedian's recent exchange with Twitter user named Jeremy who called Sarah the C-word when she said she was open to understanding Donald Trump's supporters instead of immediately muting or blocking the would-be troll to prevent further abuse. Silverman, God damn it, Ad, stop moving the article around. What? What is, okay, now what is happening? Uh, all right. The whole Your thing is turned blue. blue. 
yeah that's fucked up because you know the blue screen of death be scaring people I, the, the, the death yes anyway literally instead of muting him uh she didn't and she skimmed through the san antonio texas residents twitter feed and responded with a kind message of acceptance i believe in you while acknowledging his previous unrelated messages about back pain and drug use i know this feeling i see it in you what followed was a beautiful exchange that along with everything else good that happened this past year just might help salvage what's left of 2017 from garbage fires but i guess uh, i don't even see the exchange is it gone what's going on upright up rocks <laughs> i don't even see well someone didn't know how to embed the tweets right i guess uh yeah i'll scroll all the way down it's gone mm. anyway um i guess it was a cool exchange because they agreed not to be mean to each other she could see that he just needed love and hugs and that's what all the trump people need and that'll solve the problem there you go you say so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. david schwimmer and his wife zoe buckman are separating they were on a break uh david schwimmer and his wife zoe buckman are separating after six years of marriage the friends alum and photographer confirmed the news at e news it's it is with great love and respect and friendship that we decided to take some time apart while we determine the future of our relationship our priority is of course our daughter's happiness and well-being during this challenging time and so we ask for your support and respect of our privacy as we continue to raise her together and navigate this new chapter for our family swimmer 50 and buckman 31 have been together for more than 10 years Ooh, he was dating when he was 40 and she was 21 they first met on the set of run in 2007 which filmed in london a few years later buckman moved to los angeles to be with her future husband and now look at him look at him just friends that's right guys two friends jokes and the same (laughs) same thing i'll be there for you not anymore i won't <laughs> oh, I finally got the uh, uh I finally got the tweets to come up for Sarah Silverman. Jeremy says I can't choose love. A man that resembles Kevin Spacey took that away um when I was eight. I can't find peace if I could find that guy who ripped my body, who stripped my innocence. I'd kill him. He fucked me up, and I'm poor, so it's hard to get help. She said, "Questions, not judging. Are you doing heroin? Are you self-medicating? Do you want to get clean?" And he said, no, I just smoke weed. I'm prescribed medication. I take accordingly. She says, good. I want to kill him too. So I can't imagine your rage. All I know is that this rage, and even if you could kill him, is punishing yourself. You don't deserve punishment. You deserve support. Go to one of these support groups. You might meet your best bros there. He said, I will go, but I trust no one. I've been burned so many times. I give the shirt off my back every time I get burned up. I'm super antisocial. I have no friends. I'm sorry I gave you shit. She said, dude, I don't care. I'm fine. I see something in you. My gut tells me you have a great life. You can have a great life. My shrink says we don't get what we want. We get what we think we deserve. I'm just telling you, you deserve so much more than you know. He said, LOL, how? What do you see? I'm just confused how you can see that I can do better. I have multiple problems, a big hole to crawl out of, and usually I choose not to express it or it's hard to articulate my emotions haha honestly i don't know all you wrote was cut but i saw it and clicked on you and saw that you were trying to get kicked off twitter i saw the rage and the pain and then looked at your avatar just saw so much in you in your eyes i guess i don't know she's he said eyes are the window to out to the soul i don't want to be like my drug addict thug ghetto family uh i will try (laughs) 
oh try hard i also must apply for disability it really sucks i like to work i'll get positive soon i've always been negative hence no friends i'm an asshole she says but you're my asshole wait he said lol thanks wait you fart cinnamon or something lol she said pure sugar then seth rogan timed in it said oh you guys this made me cry so glad to know other people think the horrible things about themselves the same way i do i'm so glad to have been able to see the interaction between you two the oh sass rogan okay so that's another person not seth rogan and jeremy said i'm so thankful for the interaction the support from everybody and the support and insight of sarah silverman awesome day uh i, I, I almost hate when people reward trolls like this but i understand that impulse because i also don't like fighting strangers on the fucking internet and a lot of times their problem is not me whatever the fuck they're going at it's right like i'm not that fucking important that i should change anyone's life or day with some shit on twitter Mm-mm. like i live tweeted some of uh batman vs superman and motherfucking dc fans apparently troll twitter to like scroll it looking searching for people talking about that movie so they can be like don't it's not a bad movie don't talk about it i'm just oh, like whatever your problem thing huh i didn't know that was a thing i didn't either till yesterday and you know what whatever your problem is it ain't my opinion of this movie like that's crazy like spending tweet after tweet after me telling me to move on and you have an entire account that's just tweets about fighting people over the movie like that's weird anyway uh now y'all know what happened i don't really care too much about that story it's quite Mm-mm. quite quite interesting yes quite white <clears throat> mm-hmm. all right one more story for white folk let's uh see what these white people are up to a wife threw her husband a balls going away party called balls voyage to celebrate his vasectomy now i will say this i feel like she's celebrating a castration oh, okay i was like uh, did they take his balls what's happening they they basically say your gun can't shoot no more and she was like let's celebrate the balls not being able to shoot ma'am that's not the same ma'am i can only hope that the doctor is more informed than uh the couple because they're like ma'am ma'am this is not how it works you are not taking him to be spayed and neutered okay <laughs> you are he's just he's just getting a snip okay <laughs> <clears throat> in a facebook post gone viral kimberly hipperly okay announced that she and her husband jason would not be adding more children to their family we feel like two is plenty for us we were lucky enough to be blessed with one of each and we now uh we know sometimes that isn't always the case knowing his wife had already undergone two c-sections to deliver their babies jason volunteered to go under the knife and get a vasectomy Mm -hmm. Uh, we have an announcement to make we are thrilled to say we will not be adding any more tiny humans to our family my husband's taking one for the team and to celebrate this momentous occasion i feel the need to throw him a little balls voyage party for his upcoming procedure because oh my god y'all nobody is more excited about this than me hashtag team no more babies hashtag snip snip hooray hashtag recreational use only and he got t-shirts that say time to retire retire the swim team uh the little baby's got one swing team swim team survivor 2013 that's hilarious swim team survivor 2017 uh the party included such uh foods as bananas uh ding dongs uh cake that said snip snap and rest in peace to sperm (laughs) that is hilarious meatballs were also served 
so yeah good for them yeah that is hilarious so what's she gonna do when when you when you know because you have to uh go back to be sure everything continues to work it's, it's like one of those things like once you get snipped you have to be get sure check on it yeah like every so often that's what they tell people to do to go get it checked to be sure that you know you don't um uh that none, none of them kind of uh got cotton tube or anything like that and they like some people don't realize that it, would, it didn't go right she also had jelly beans milk duds beef jerky as as well so there you guys go um that's some some very nice white people news all mm, right that guys is, that is actually hilarious all right not a pregnancy announcement a no more pregnancy announcement that's a uh, a lot of people want pretty that. rare pretty pretty rare a lot of people wish they could celebrate a no more pregnancy announcement mm-hmm uh all right let's get into the last thing and we're gonna get out of here <clears throat> do a little bit of sword ratchetness guys okay i talk about these very serious uh swords going around the world and killing people this is a very fucked up story i'm just warning you ahead of time oh uh a man nearly decapitated his girlfriend with a sword um uh in texas keep in mind texas just passed a law to make sword carrying legal you understand what i'm saying here this shit is not a fucking game i like we might have a funny show and we might make some funny points this shit ain't like people really are dying and being mutilated and fucked up and because it's sores it's cute and quirky and not serious as opposed to with a gun if someone does some shit like this with like what a fucking sick individual i saw places that reported this with like jokes and shit like ha 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 like someone lost their life what's funny about that you know what i'm saying as far like you're a serious media outlet not a podcast not a snarky website like what would be funny about this dude killing it? is it because it's a sword you know like oh everybody was kung fu fighting look at this i'm like uh that's no, not really that no. it's not really the type of story you get mm-hmm. to say that about i don't want y'all having like sword fights like on bleach yeah and shit like that like i watch anime they but be that, fucking shit up this is why i shouldn't be allowed to have just have a sword it shouldn't be allowed mm-hmm. the open carry sword states I, I guarantee more shit like this is gonna happen they have been people gonna walk around with sheets and shit ain't they mm-hmm. they do the little sheets with their sword on the side sheets she- yes. yeah, sheets yeah yeah a texas man was charged with murder after nearly decapitating his girlfriend with a samurai sword he received as a gift uh never buy people Who a sword that? whoever did that should also get accessory uh police responded to a call wednesday about cutting in pro a uh, cutting in process progress cutting what that a thing now oh my god because they allowed because they made swords not illegal anymore yeah they had they're now gonna have to change some of the words in law oh it's a cutting in pro we got a mass cutting Mm -hmm. going on like 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 a dui driving while intoxicate wow uh family members found kenneth wayne lockings jr 45 at the scene before police arrived they helped him turn himself in uh he he helped him turn himself in yeah he killed because he killed his girlfriend jared uh what was her first name did they even say what her first name was in this uh, uh, Ar- 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 Lee jernigan mm-hmm. he killed her 
and uh his grandmother told the chronicle that her grandson had been at her home for coffee earlier that day that jerrigan uh had recently returned to houston from mexico where she had been living with her family so this is like some domestic violence shit neighbors right. told the newspaper lockings was known to have mental issues he really met he's really messed up in the head said one of his neighbors uh but yo by all means there's no need for any mental aptitude test or anything for you to own a gun uh, own a sword this is give him a fucking sword because that'll work out fine for everyone in the community <sighs> all right we'll be back tomorrow uh thank you guys for listening we appreciate y'all we do until then i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.